Welcome back to our discussion on the Wesleyan order of salvation or the way of, of salvation, depending on which phrase you prefer. Over this series of videos, we'll be talking about prevenient grace, convicting grace, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. Today, in particular, we'll focus our attention on prevenient grace. Prevenient grace was sometimes in Wesley's writing called preventing grace. It's the grace that comes before it. It's the earliest grace that we are recipients of. God bestows this upon us, uh, as we'll see in our discussion, very, very early in our lives. Now, it's an interesting thing, this whole notion of prevenient grace, because as Wesley's talking about it, he makes a statement that goes something like this. He says, and it is at this point that we come within a hair's breadth of Calvinism. And then he goes on to say what he means by that. He comes within a hair's breadth of Calvinism in that he wants to attribute all good works to God and only sinful acts to natural humanity. Now think about that for a second. If it's only God who can do good works, if humans can only do evil works, then it seems that the Calvinist conclusion that we are predestined that God, in fact, makes the choice about who will be saved and who won't would be the thing that would follow. That would be the conclusion from seeing things that way. And yet you'll remember what Wesley said is that we come within a hair's breadth of Calvinism. So he wants to affirm those two things about human depravity and about uh, God's goodness. And yet he doesn't want to go all the way with Wesley. Well, it is, in fact, provenient grace, the concept of provenient grace, that enables Wesley to escape the conclusions that the Calvinists do, and that is that we're predetermined as far as our salvation is concerned. So Calvin concludes from this belief that only God can do good works and only humans, or humans can only do evil works, he draws the conclusion that therefore any who are saved have to be saved because God made the decision. Wesley draws a different conclusion and prevenient grace enables him to do that. What he sees provenient grace as is the intervention of God in our lives in such a way as to be able to overpower the negative effects of sin in our life just enough to free us to be able to respond to God's offer of salvation. He doesn't do it in a way that overpowers our free will. In fact, he does it in a way that empowers our free will. Now, in getting at this, Wesley makes an important distinction. He distinguishes between natural humanity on the one hand and actual humanity on the other hand. What he believes is that natural humans are, in fact, totally depraved. They would not be able to make uh, a choice for God. They would not be able to do good works. And yet, what Wesley believes is that every single person that's born is a recipient of provenient grace a recipient of provenient grace that overcomes the worst effects of their sinfulness to then make them able to be able to respond to God's call. So while natural humanity, if we were born into the world in that state, may in fact be unable to respond to God's offer of grace, Wesley sees provenient grace as moving us to the point where we can respond to that. So actual humanity, all humans born into the world, are the recipients of God's provenient grace. In fact, the biblical reference that he uses to support this idea is that passage in John where he refers to Jesus as the light which enlightens every person. The light which enlightens every person was coming into the world. And so it is through provenient grace that we're enlightened 
in a way to be able to respond to God's call. So Wesley rescues human free will with this notion of provenient grace. If it weren't for God's gracious intervention at our very birth, at our conception, as we're coming into the world, if it weren't for God's gracious intervention and using provenient grace as a tool to restore enough of our uh, faculties to be able to respond freely to God's offer of salvation, then he would have drawn the same conclusions that, that uh, Calvin did. Provenient grace is the first of the uh, different functions of grace that we'll discuss as we look our way through the order of salvation. <music>